0: Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Now for our story. Bill Meade was inclined to be an easygoing young man who disliked conflict. But he was also a person who would allow himself to be driven just so far. Then his self-protective instincts aroused. Bill could fight back and fight hard. And Bill was in that state of mind now. He was determined to search for Mario Discari, bring him back to Wakefield and force him to acknowledge that his jealousy of Carla and Bill had no foundation. Only then, Bill said, would his name be cleared. Then the board of directors at the bank would reinstate Bill in his job. For without his job, Bill and Peggy could not get married. But when he learned of Bill's plan, David Bowman had said to Aunt Mary that if they could sway Henry Swanson, Bill might not need make the trip. It was Henry who had influenced the other board members to vote for Bill's resignation. In that case, Aunt Mary said, wouldn't it be a good idea to visit Henry? Try and persuade him he was making a mistake. David had agreed it was worth the attempt. Well, now it is early afternoon. Aunt Mary and her old friend have just been seated in Henry's office.
2: My, Henry. You've certainly put in a lot of improvements since the last time I was here.
0: <laughs> oh, I had the whole place uh, renovated last spring. <laughs> as I told Hazel, I, I spent half my life up in this office, so I, I might as well make myself comfortable. <laughs> What's the matter, Henry? Did Hazel think you were too extravagant? Well, David, Hazel's a, a very practical woman, you know. Oh, yes. Indeed she
2: is. I saw her the other day picking out a new suit for your oldest boy. <laughs> My, he's grown into a handsome young man.
0: <laughs> yeah, quite, uh, quite a boy, George. <laughs> he's 14 now, and almost as tall as I am.
2: He's going to be a big man, all right. Just like his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Mind if I smoke, Mary? No, no, go right ahead. What with Lefty's pipes, I'm well accustomed to the aroma of tobacco.
0: Henry, I imagine you're curious as to why Mary and I came to see you. Well, you, you look like a delegation of some kind to me. Uh, what, what was it this time? The, the new swimming pool for the high school. I, I heard something about the plans from uh, Yorts. <laughs> Naturally, he, he's all for it. No, Henry, but you are right in a way. I guess Mary and I do constitute a, an unofficial delegation. You might say we're representing Bill Meade. Hmm.
2: David and I are very much concerned about Bill's having to give up his job, Henry. I guess we don't need to tell you that.
0: Well, no, I, I should say you didn't need to, marry. David and I have, uh, have had more than a few words on the subject.
2: So I understand. Then I, I guess you know how we, we stand on the matter. Yes, Henry. I gather you're divided. With David on Bill's side and you on the other you, you could put it that way, or, or you could say that uh, I am on the, the side of justice
0: and decency and, and David's letting his sentiments run away with him. That isn't so, Henry. In my opinion, you're the one who's letting himself be influenced by a pack of Mrs. Grunding. public hysteria. That's nonsense. My decision has nothing to do with public opinion. I've examined the facts, the concrete undeniable facts, and uh, uh, formed my ideas accordingly.
2: Now, hear, hear, you two, before we go any further... Let's remember we're three old friends who all want the same thing. We won't accomplish anything if we become hot headed. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you you're right, Mary. I'm sorry, I spoke shortly. So am I. But to our all wanting the same thing, eh? I don't see how you can say that. I believe Mary means we all want to be fair and just. We don't want an innocent man to suffer. Of course not. If he is innocent. That's where you and I don't agree, David. And, apparently, Mary feels the way you do. Yes, Henry, I do. What beats me is how you two can uh, take the attitude of defending that boy and in the face of what every sensible person in Wakefield is saying. A moment ago, Henry, you insisted your opinion
2: was not based on what other people were saying, and here you are, quoting public opinion. I'm afraid David's right, Henry. Well... You say your idea is based on facts. Just, uh, what facts are you referring to? Right. Obvious facts.
0: They're plain as they... What happened out there at the Skari farm?
2: Mario the Skari never should have done what
0: he did. It was wrong for him to, to punish his wife in such a brutal way. I, I'll grant you that. But on the other hand, he was a man with right on his side. Bill Mead was breaking up his home, and, and when the Skari found out about it, his, his natural feelings were too much for him. As I see it, Bill's just as responsible for Carly the Skari's, having been hurt as if he'd done it himself. And so far as that goes, there, there's no proof he didn't.
2: And there's no proof that he did, Henry. Oh, maybe not, but uh, it fits in. It fits in with your preconceived ideas, maybe. Henry, I'd like to remind you of something. In our country, in America, a man is considered innocent until he's proved to be guilty. Proof? Well, I'd
0: like to know just how much proof you people want. Mario the has gone. His wife was very nearly killed. Isn't that proof enough? You're only telling what happened. You aren't giving the reasons. The reasons, Mary? What reasons would there be? Justifiable jealousy, that's what. When a man sees his home being broken up, he doesn't stand around
2: calmly. He's bound to get upset. You can't blame him for losing his head. But, Henry, you're accusing a man on the basis of purely circumstantial evidence. Now, stop a moment and think. The only reason you have for connecting Bill Meade with what happened is the fact that there were some rumors here in town concerning Bill and Mario's wife. All right, all right.
0: Surely you don't want me to, to bleed those rumors grew up out of thin air. There you are, Mary. If there was no truth
2: in them, where did they come from? That's a question I can't answer. I only wish I could. But I can tell you they're false. Completely false. And I
0: say I don't agree.
2: Henry, do you honestly think I defend Bill Mead unless I was positive he was innocent of the charges you're making?
0: You you, you've always been a, a very honest, fine woman, Mary. But you are a woman. And women are prone to
2: let their their hearts guide their heads in matters of this kind. Perhaps they are sometimes. But in this case, I'm basing my judgment on what I know concerning the character of two young people. Bill and Carla. Bill has been like a member of my own family. He's engaged to my niece. Yo, yo, exactly. That's just what I'm saying. You can't help being biased on Bill's
0: side. Because your own niece is planning to marry him. Well, if you want my opinion, Peggy would be better off without him.
2: Henry... You have no right to make a statement like that.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, Mary. Perhaps I shouldn't have said it. At least not to you. Nor to anyone else. What you people keep forgetting is that you, you can't talk of the evidence no matter how hard you try. The fact still remains that Carly D'Escari was hurt and, and Mario D'Escari disappeared. And all that didn't happen without a reason. In my opinion, I still say Bill Mead is that reason. If he were to stay on working there at the bank, uh, it would amount to our condoning such goings-on. As a family man and uh, as a businessman, too, I I wouldn't feel right if we let him go on as if nothing had happened.
2: Henry, do you remember the church picnic last summer? (laughs) The picnic? Yes. Yes, certainly I do. Then you must recall there was considerable furor over the fact that you and Molly Morrison both disappeared at the same time and were gone for several hours.
0: I feel to see why you bring that up now, Mary. You must remember how that turned off. I had fallen asleep in my canoe. It drifted on around the bend. As for Molly, I never even saw her.
2: <laughs> yes, Henry. It so happened that Molly had taken one of the Henderson twins home because he cut his knee. Oh, yeah, there you are. Anyway, all that had nothing to do with this. I don't agree with you. I think it has a lot to do with it. In both cases, as I see it, there's the question of an error based on circumstantial evidence. If Molly hadn't had Jimmy Henderson with her, well, Henry, you might have had considerable difficulty convincing Hazel you were asleep in your canoe. Remember how indignant you were when you found out that people were talking about it?
0: Ja, ja, I remember. Lord
2: of silliness talked of us. Of course and perhaps you can imagine how Bill Meals is feeling right now with a very serious charge against him. But... I... I just wanted to remind you, Henry. I thought it might help you to see things in a better perspective. I know you're a fair man, Henry. I hate to see you taking an intolerant stand. But
0: look here. That that doesn't just rest at me.
2: Even if I was to change my mind, Mary, there's still the, the board to consider. If you wanted to, Henry, you could convince the others... You've always been the leader in that group. You can make them realize what a terrible mistake they're making.
0: They'd follow right along with you, Henry.
2: It rests with you entirely. If you don't, Henry, you're victimizing an innocent man. You've got to consider that possibility. And, Henry, I'd like to have your answer right now for a very special reason. Will you use your influence with the other men to do what is only right?
1: Yes, Aunt Mary, you're confident that Henry's decision will make it unnecessary for Bill to go in search of Mario Descari. But there may be a new obstacle to the reinstatement of Peggy's fiancée, an obstacle you are unable to foresee at present.